Hello, this is your daily dose of news from On Manorama. I'm your host Harita Benjamin and these are the major news stories of the day. In a proud moment for India, the ISRO launched its ambitious lunar mission Chandrayaan-3 from the Satish Dhawan Space Center at Sriharikota today. Delhi continues to reel under severe flood situation with the Yamuna River in spate. Metroman Sridharan once again pushes for an elevated or underground semi-high speed railway in Kerala. Nikhil Thomas, the former SFI leader accused in the sensational fake degree certificate case, has been granted conditional bail by the Kerala High Court. Gambian parents to take government to court for children's death after consuming Indian cough syrup. Now let's get into the details. The ISRO launched its third lunar mission Chandrayaan-3 from Satish Dhawan Space Research Center at Sri Harikota at 2:35 p.m. today. At the end of the 25 and a half hour countdown, the LVM-3M4 rocket, dubbed as Fat Boy, lifted off from the second launch pad at the center. Chandrayaan-3 follows the Chandrayaan-2 mission, which did not achieve the desired soft landing on the surface of the moon in 2019, disappointing scientists. A successful mission would make India the fourth country to achieve the rare feat after United States, China and the former Soviet Union. The soft landing on the moon's surface is expected to take place after 40 days on August 23rd or 24th. The spacecraft will be the first to land at the lunar South Pole, a region of particular interest due to the presence of water ice here. It is designed to deploy a rover near the lunar South Pole where it is expected to remain functional for about 2 weeks running a series of experiments. After breaching a 45 year record 3 days ago, water levels in the Yamuna came down to 208.35 meters at 11 am today. Unfortunately, several key areas in Delhi remained inundated. The flood waters reached the entrance of the Supreme Court in central Delhi and submerged the busy ITO intersection and Rajgarh. Commuters faced difficulties as traffic was diverted due to waterlogging at ITO Road, a key stretch connecting East Delhi to Luton's Delhi. Many companies in the national capital region have asked employees to work from home amid massive traffic snarls due to waterlogging. Meanwhile, relief work continued at a brisk pace in the flood-marooned areas of Punjab and Haryana where the rain fury has left normal life paralyzed. Metroman E Sridharan on Friday said the Kerala government has not responded to his proposal of constructing a semi-high speed rail corridor in place of the ambitious Silver Line project. Addressing the media, Sridharan noted he had discussed the project with KV Thomas, the Kerala government's representative in New Delhi. Sridharan expressed hope that the Vega Rail Corridor project can be implemented with zero public resistance and less land acquisition.
The retired managing director of the Delhi Metro Rail Corporation said that the elevated or underground rail lines should be preferred for the new rail network. He added that only 20-metre width of land should be acquired for the elevated rail line work and owners can reclaim the land for agricultural purpose even after the work is completed. If we are going with an underground rail line, then there will be no need for land acquisition. We can complete the project in Delhi Metro or Konkan Railway model, Sridharan said. Sridharan has said that the Silver Line project was not feasible in Kerala amid the public protest against land acquisition. The Kerala High Court has granted conditional bail to expelled SFI leader Nikhil Thomas, accused in the fake degree certificate case. Nikhil Thomas, a former Alapura Area Committee Secretary of the SFI, is booked for obtaining MCOM admission at MSM College, Kulam by producing a fake degree certificate. Kulam Police registered a cheating case against him over a complaint filed by Kerala University. SFI and CPM expelled him after Kalinga University in Chhattisgarh confirmed that he submitted a fake certificate. Families of 20 Gambian children who died after consuming cough syrups made in India will take their government to court this month for allegedly mishandling the drug imports. This is a rare step in one of Africa's poorest countries where few have the means to challenge authorities. At least 70 children had died from acute kidney injury in Gambia last year after consuming medicines made by Indian drug maker Maiden Pharmaceuticals. These medicines were contaminated with diethylene glycol and ethylene glycol, toxins normally used as industrial solvents and antifreeze agents. Last year, medicines laced with these toxins also allegedly killed about 200 children in Indonesia and Uzbekistan. Three Gambian lawyers said this is the highest-profile case of its kind against the nation's health ministry and the drug regulator, as well as against Maiden itself. That brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you for listening to Daily News Dose, hosted by me, Harita Benjamin. Daily News Dose podcast is produced by Vishnu Muralidharan with technical production by Idea Brew Studios. Follow on manorama.com for detailed updates on the latest news and be sure to come back tomorrow.